everyone to Oh Come On Sports. Oh, come on. With Mike and Jesse, it is Wednesday, May 1st. I can't believe we're already in May. Um, and there's snow outside. And there, Yes, yes. And where we are, there is still snow outside because, you know, um, God hates us is what it is. That's I what so. I think. I think it makes us tough. <laughs> and bitter. And bitter. <laughs> I'm going more bitter than tough. Um <laughs> Uh, our Twitter at Sporty Rants, Facebook Oh Come On Sports. Uh, today we're going to be talking NFL Draft. We're going to be talking Vladdy Jr. We're going to be talking NHL playoff thoughts and NBA playoff thoughts, uh, and we're also going to touch on the audio tape released of Tyreek Hill, uh, which is quite the contentious fun, fun little stuff. thing. Uh, so we're going to get going right away here. All right, so last Thursday was the NFL. Well, last Thursday was the first round of the NFL draft. Friday they had rounds two and three, and Saturday they finished it off with everything. But we're just gonna gonna go over the first round and uh, just talk about things that what teams did well, where teams reached, what the fuck the Giants are doing. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> we went over like a couple mock drafts last weekend, so we're gonna kind of compare that to what actually happened and yeah. just see, see what happened. Uh, so the Cardinals took. Kyler Murray, first overall. That seemed to be a consensus. That was a consensus. I saw a tweet or a, um, uh, yeah, I think it was a tweet after, and they're like, the Cardinals in 2020 are going to take Alabama quarterback to, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I don't even know how to say his last name, first overall. And it made yeah. me chuckle because, like, it's, you know, you just got Josh Rosen last year, and now you're going, like, I don't, Kyler Murray's the better athlete, but... There, there was a they lo- still don't do they didn't do anything for their line. The guy's still gonna be running for his life, so I guess that helps. Yeah, but there was a lot of argument. Uh, one of the mock drafts we were going over last week was uh, Jeremiah there, Daniel Jeremiah, I think yes. his name was. Yes, and uh, sounds like a Hutterite. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he was uh, yeah, the Hutterites are big into NFL football. <laughs> but anyway, he was he he made a great point. He was on Jim Rome uh, the week leading up to the draft. He made a fantastic point. He's like, they already got Josh Rosen. They could use so many other positions. Yep. Uh, why not keep Rosen, work with him? Uh, there was a lot of weird reports that were coming out after they traded him. Like, he's, you know, he's he's into weird things like saving the environment. And he wants to have Adidas that, make pl- his shoes out of recycled plastic. Like, that's a terrible thing or yeah, something. What, what an asshole. Yeah. Like, as long as he comes in and puts in the work and he's professional, who the fuck, what the fuck do, do you care what he does? And what he believes in. Like, yeah, doesn't matter. It seems like it's kind of a wasted asset. I mean, they did they did make out good. They got a, they, they got, got a, a second. Yeah, late second round pick yeah. back for him. Yeah. Uh, but then the Dolphins. But that's not good. I'm, I mean, it's not good because you drafted him with a first round pick. Yeah, and you, I, if I'm not mistaken, you traded up to draft him. I can't even remember. I can't I remember, believe but you. But I, 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 I think that's what happened. And the Dolphins then came out and said, uh, this, guar- this doesn't guarantee that we're not going to take a quarterback in 2020. So Josh Rose is probably sitting there like, what the fuck? They're like, kind of talking, they're, they're talking down on him too. It's a little bit weird. Yeah, it's, it's so weird. And what about Fitzmagic now? You know, like I was excited to see him yeah. like throw for 400 yards one game and then 60 yards the next. I was, it was going to be an exciting season. Uh, but now they're probably going to go with Josh Rosen as a starter. It's like, eh, it's not as exciting anymore. No. Uh, if I was the Cardinals, I would have tried to trade out of the spot and acquire picks. To be quite honest, I don't understand why you didn't call Dave Gettleman because the guy's a fucking donkey and be like, give me your three first for this first overall and you'll get the quarterback you want, buddy. You'll get the quarterback you want. Yeah. Because you know what? You know what could have happened? That's a great point. You know what could have happened, like, in theory? Because Gettleman, I don't think, is the smartest guy. He could have traded up for number one and then still taken Daniel Jones. And people would have been like, what the fuck are you doing? And then the Cardinals could have had the sixth pick and still got Kyler Murray. Like, it would have been like... <laughs> Gettleman is just taking a beating right now, and understandably so. That, that, was, that was not the pick that Giants fans were looking for at six. Or, um, yeah, I don't... He was the fourth-ranked quarterback. And, and all these, like... Like, people that are significantly smarter than me that watch college football and yeah. rank these things. Daniel Jones was the fourth-ranked quarterback. And, and was he the first one off the – or the second one after the sec- board after – After yeah. Kyler, yeah. Wow. Because uh, they had it ranked as Kyler Murray 1, Dwayne Haskins 2, uh, Drew Locke 3, and then Daniel Jones. But right. they always do it by tiers. So, like, like Kyler Murray was tier 1. Um, it, Haskins was tier 2. And then, like – 
Drew Locke and Daniel Jones were tier three, but Drew Locke was ranked higher, like significantly higher in that tier three. So it's just weird. And and the things they were talking about, like like his his intangibles, that's what they kept on saying to like he looks like a quarterback uh-huh. and and he's got this he's got this aura of a quarterback <laughs> who the fuck cares can he throw the ball accurately because yeah. that's the best how about the tangible of success well how are his tangibles like, like the things you can measure <laughs> yeah fuck it's just like what are you guys doing and he played for duke so he didn't have the greatest competition but the one of the funnier things i saw online about him is that they showed a picture of him and they're like this guy looks like the guy they would hire to play Play Eli Eli Manning in a story about Peyton Manning's life. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It was so perfectly accurate. Uh, The the draft memes that came out right after were phenomenal. And the videos of watching Giants fans freak out, like like on the floor, screaming, like ripping off their jerseys. It was... I kind of want to go... It's weird that they're so... Sorry to interrupt. It's weird that they're so out of touch with, with, with their... At least their fan base and what is kind of going on Normally, it seems like yes. they're trying to outsmart everybody. Yeah, yeah, that's, and they're that's and they're ex- thinking too much. That's yeah. I kind of want to go to an NFL draft one day and just see the madness unfold. Because uh, to see a guy like a grown man hit the ground screaming yeah. because they picked some twenty-two-year-old kid, like it's just it's it's so nuts. It happens every draft with some, every draft with some team. Every draft. I saw someone else, a fan, a parent fan or former fan of the Dolphins, saying after they traded for Josh Rosen, he was no longer a fan. And I'm like, that's harsh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Come you, on, yeah, guy. that shouldn't be the reason. I mean, you you should have been a, not a fan for a long time. <laughs> they've, yeah. been, they've been bad for a while. Yeah, I was gonna say this really is the thing that breaks the like. That the, wasn't the straw that broke the camel's yeah, back, yeah, like, buddy. Really, this is what does it. <laughs> um, did you hear that? Um, uh, ESPN was reporting that bachelorette parties in the Nashville area were very upset. I heard that. Because they didn't know the NFL draft was that weekend and they couldn't get anywhere. That's got to be on them. They got to know that. They interviewed one party and I guess the husbands booked it for them. Oh. And I'm just like, either the husbands don't watch football. Yeah. Or they're the meanest motherfuckers in the world and they sent them to the draft because they didn't give a fuck. Yeah, or he doesn't want to get married to her and he's yeah. looking to end this thing yes. quickly and violently. And she was not happy about uh, about where she was. Happy well, enough to call off the wedding? Maybe, That's the main question. Maybe. So then second overall, the Niners took Nick Bosa, which is a no-brainer. Um, Big controversy because uh, Trump congratulated him and not Kyler Murray. <laughs> Twitter was well, all then, over it. And then Bosa got grilled the uh, when he had the press conference with the Niners because he made a tweet about Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, like three years ago or yeah. whatever. Colin Kaepernick was a thing. Yeah, and and he had to be like he had to backtrack and be like, oh, you know, I regret what I said. I'm like, do you though? Do you? Yeah, they have, you, they have yeah, to say that. You now. have to say it because it's it's the court of public opinion. Right? I mean, here's the thing: you don't have to say it unless you're in that position because he just doesn't want to bring that attention to his team and his teammates, and he doesn't want to have to have his teammates answering questions of that. If you're an independent person, you can you can speak your mind, but not in that situation, unfortunately. Uh, the Jets took Quinnen Williams, which uh, big D tackle, big D tackle, one of the better players in the draft. That was a no brainer. Uh, then the Raiders. Oh, the Raiders. The Raiders went Raider-ish. <laughs> they took Cleland Farrell from Clemson, who was graded as a first-round talent, yeah. but not a top-five first-round talent. He went number with, four, right? We went number four, and they had guys like Josh Allen on the board, mm-hmm. who, who... Same position, right? Um, no. Mm-hmm. Allen, Allen's an outside linebacker. Okay, okay. Farrell's a defensive end. Not I guess good. it depends if you play a 3-4 or 4-3. What's four, this three. Uh, But there was... Ed Oliver was still on the board, and he's like... He's a highly rated D-tackle. Yeah, they compare him to Aaron Donald. Yeah. And the Raiders said, no, 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 no. We want Clem. We want this guy. And and there was a meme of a Raiders fan like with a puzzled look on his face like, what the fuck did they just do? Just with my limited knowledge of these players coming out of college, everything you're reading is says Ed Oliver is a beast, and the Raiders absolutely should have drafted him at four. Yes, Yes, I agree. Uh, we just talked about Daniel Jones. Josh Allen falling to the the Jaguars. They didn't need an outside linebacker, but... They, they like the talent. You How do you... The guy slipped. He was a top five pick by everybody's standards. He slips to number seven. You have to take it. I think there's something to be said for picking 
the talent over a positional yes. need. And you'll make it work. You, and you, if not, you trade one of the you other guys. You get rid of one of the other guys then. You, you trade one of the other guys and try to get something you need. Yeah. That's all you do. Uh, the Lions took TJ Hawkinson. This is someone end. we were watching and we were talking about because he was in the mock draft for the Packers last yeah. week. I'd say that's... The last time the Lions took a first-round tight end, they've done it a couple times. It has not panned out. Was Ebron one of them? Ebron and Brandon Pettigrew. Pettigrew, yeah. Um, Still on the team, though, right? But uh, not... No, Pettigrew's no? gone. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, both of them have did not work out for the Lions, and they went again to the tight end in the top 10 well. But then Ebron did work out for the Colts, so maybe it's the Lions. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, uh, I love the Bills... Uh, just standing pat at nine and getting Ed Oliver. I yes. bet you they were so fucking excited. That's perfect for them. Uh, the Steelers traded up to get Devin Bush. That's to replace Ryan Shazier. Right. They needed that. Yeah. Uh, the Packers took Rashawn Gary, who, from what I understand, he had shoulder issues, but like his 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 measurables and his athleticism are really good, but he didn't produce well in college. Yeah. So he's more of a project, which is kind of strange to be taking at number twelve overall. Like you, you shouldn't be taking a project, in my opinion. But they seem there's a lot of people that seem to think he has high end talent. Yes. obviously, and they he he does have high end talent, but he's unpolished. But they, yeah. but with their free agency pickups, they can let him sit and learn. You know, so that's the thinking. I'm I'm thinking that's what they're thinking. You know who had high upside that was unpolished. Who? Pascal Siakam. That is true. That is true. But he was taking in the in the twenties, wasn't he? In the first round, he was in the twenties. Yeah, yeah. Um, Twenty six, I think. The Redskins. All their rumors about them trading up to get it to to get to into get, the top five to get a quarterback to get a guy like Dwayne Haskins, and he falls to number fifteen. Like patience is a virtue, and it worked out worked wonderfully out. Yeah. for them. Yeah. You know, because he doesn't have to start right away. You could have, um, who did they trade for? Was it Case Keenum? Yeah, because Alex Smith is not coming back, right? uh, Yeah, I think he's done. So now he can sit, and then by week five, week six, when Case Keenum becomes Case Keenum and, yeah. you know, turns back into the pumpkin, you got Dwayne Haskins ready to go. That's a that's a really kind of sneaky pick. And from a franchise that is not known for making, not, it's not a sneaky pick. It's just fortunate for them that he fell that far. And from an organization that's not known for making good moves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, um, just kind of going through. The, the Giants took Dexter Lawrence, uh, run-stuffing defensive tackle. And that's the that's the one they use. That's that's the pick they got for Odell Beckham. So they turned Odell Beckham into a box safety and a run stuffing defensive tackle. Sounds like I don't. I don't sounds like what the Giants are doing nowadays. I don't know what they're doing. Fuck. Uh, the Broncos went and drafted mm-hmm. Noah Fant, the other tight end that yeah. was rumored to go to the Packers. Uh, that gives uh, Flacco another weapon that he'll just miss with his bad accuracy. No, he can. He might be able to hit the tight end. Oh yeah, maybe. Uh, the Packers traded up to get Darnell Savage. Uh, they traded with the Seahawks. From what I hear from him, like his thing is that he's a very athletic and rangy. That's the word they kept on using. There rangy. You go. There you go. So they're just trying to get guys that are are that they like guys that are versatile. And they can put in different situations. So isn't that the way sports we'll is even going nowadays? Like that, you see that a lot in basketball too, where that's yeah, there's not not positional. You're it's, not really positioned. You're yeah. just a player, and you play wherever. You can yeah, call yourself true. a small. Well, you're now like like back in the '90s, you were a point guard, you were a shooting guard, you were a small forward, yeah. power forward, center. That's it. Everybody's now, a hybrid. And now you're a post, you're a wing, or you're a guard. Like that's what it comes down to. It yeah. doesn't like, and you work within those parameters. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And then um, there's some people that are unicorns, like a. You know, a healthy Kristaps Porzingis or something yes. who can basically do it all, or Kevin Durant who can handle the ball, but he's seven feet tall. Yeah. Um, fucking Raiders. They drafted jo- Josh Jacobs in the first round, and I think that was because, uh, and that was the pick they they got. They traded for that was. Um, I think that's the Bears pick. Okay. So that's the Khalil Mack they traded right. to a running back. Okay. I don't fucking know. Um, J- Josh Jacobs is showing up all over like. Tw- Fantasy football Twitter is that a is he going to be a good it's option because, there? It's because Marshawn Lynch retired, right? Yeah, and, and then, he's just and the then starter. Isaiah, and then Isaiah Crowell blew out his ACL. Yeah, so now there's no competition. That's why. Right. But the thing is, is the way the NFL goes, what you don't need to draft him in the first round. You no. can get another <laughs> player, and you can get him later. 
you really do need to let it go on the running backs. There's yeah. so few big talent nowadays. And even if you, you are find- even if you are a big talent, the way the NFL is going is there's no running backs that lead the charge. You're splitting the carries two or three ways. Exactly. Two, two at least. A receiver is more valuable. You, I heard somebody talk about in the first round, because when you're drafted in the first round, you get that fifth-year option. But a running back's career only lasts, on average, three years. Right. They're like, why would you waste a first-round pick on somebody that's not even going to get to year five? It's... Why not Why not get a a, a, per, uh, like a a position that'll last the five years that you have under rookie control for five years? Like that, it, That's it's, sad it's about, but true. It's, it's cap management. And yeah. The Raiders are just like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Um, we love the talent. <laughs> He's going to do Snoopy White Banana or whatever the fuck that Spider White is. or Spider White 2 Banana. Yeah, there you go. Um, Snoopy. <laughs> maybe that's what it's called now. <laughs> uh, Marquise Brown went to the Ravens. Uh, again, the Redskins had a hell of a draft. Montez Sweat, who was slated as a top 10 pick, wow. but he had like... In one of his, in one of his uh, health checkups, he had like a heart murmur or something mm. like that. But... It was coming out that maybe like like it was a false thing or or it was done wrong, but he still fell. So the Redskins waited again, and at twenty six got for them. It's worth taking not yeah. not to talk about someone like a piece of meat, but it's worth them take for that talent. It's worth them taking a risk at that pick exactly for the talent level being in the top whatever six or whatever. Um, and then the Raiders took a box safety with Jonathan Abram. Hopefully, he can be as good as Landon Collins. <laughs> Hopefully. Oh, and then that's what they were saying. They're like, we're looking for the next uh, Collins here. <laughs> um, the Giants traded back into the first round because bad teams who need a lot of things need to trade assets to get higher assets because that's what bad teams do, right? Yeah. Fuck, so stupid. And they got DeAndre Baker at the corner, and it's just like, fuck, guys, you're like, you're not a corner away from challenging for the Super Bowl. Yeah. You gotta hoard your fucking picks. <laughs> if anything, trade down and acquire more. Yeah, it's not, they're not doing it the smart way. And, and the thing about general managers is you can't really judge them on the spot because things will play out. But it just seems like Gettleman's doing such a terrible job right now. Uh, and then the Patriots with the last pick of the. I think that round, one's interesting. Nikhil Harry. I think that's a that's a really kind of like follow that pick and yeah, see what happens. People are excited yeah. because he brings a an element that he could take the top off a of defense, but. I will say this: the Patriots have never drafted receivers well. Nope, they don't. They don't do that well at all. No, they don't. So, but when they've brought guys in with good talent, like a like a Randy Moss, but that or, was a trade, right? Exactly. Yeah. But I'll even. But I, that's what I'm saying. So if Nikhil Harry can turn into something yeah. like that, I mean that's extremely high expectations. I don't expect that. But even a Josh Gordon, for instance, like they had actually good success with Josh Gordon. Yep, that's true. Until he got suspended. Yeah, again. well, that's him. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not does. the Patriots. That's him. Um, and then late round picks. I guess uh, one of the guys we talked about last week, DK Metcalf, ended up going to the Seattle. Seattle, City. yeah. Uh, fourth round. Wow. Yep. But and that's what happens when you're not when you're not a polished receiver. When all you did in college was run nine routes, which is fly go routes, whatever you want to call it. That's yeah. all you did. And you know what? I mean, not for me to say, but maybe that'll be better for him in the long run. Obviously, you're not going to get paid like you would if you were in the first couple rounds. Yeah. But maybe that'll be less pressure to be something more than you're not. And you can just go there and have Russell Wilson throw you the ball. Yeah. Pretty damn good quarterback. Pretty good franchise by all accounts. So just, you know, be a be what you are. Yep. Um, but yeah, I would think the winner, the, I think the winner is the Redskins. I think they had the best, at least first round. Be hard to argue and, that. And the Giants and Raiders were head scratchers. I didn't understand what they did. The Giants especially. Especially when you got three first round picks, guys. Come on. The Raiders, it seems, is, is, is John Gruden out of it? But they have Mayock there now Mayock too, right? Mayock is supposed to be so doing Mayock's the draft. So supposed to be, okay, so, uh, hey, I don't know. I mean, these guys know more than me, but it just seems odd. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, now we're gonna talk about the Tyreek Hill audio tape. This is just why is this happening in football? Uh, why is this happening in fucking life? Like in people. life for sure, but it seems to be highlighted in football too. So an audio tape was released of Tyreek Hill talking to his fiance Crystal, and Crystal asks him why their three-year-old says "Daddy did it" when referencing the arm injury. Right, and then Hill turns around and says, "You need to be terrified of me too, bitch." 
That's good. It's not a good reaction. That's good. A very bad reaction. Um, I think Tyreek Hill, like, it's going through the district attorney again. Yeah. They're reopening up the case. But I think the NFL, this is so much worse than the Kareem Hunt one. This is so much worse. Right. The woman with the Kareem Hunt thing, she called him the N-word. Yeah. She, there was, there was stuff going back and forth. Yeah, words were being said, bunch of people around. He still should not have kicked her. Absolutely not. But in the, in the scheme of what is worse, breaking the arm of a three-year-old is way fucking worse. And then threatening the woman saying, you should be scared of me as well. He should be kicked out of the league and banned for life. That is my opinion. I don't, I don't have any patience for this. I have a three-year-old at home. Yes, they aggravate you. But what the fuck are you doing that you yeah. break their arm? What yeah. are you doing? Yeah. What kind of asshole are you? And she also said in the and she also said as well too. She's like you you're the one like when he does something wrong, she makes you make him hold his an- hands out and you punch him in the chest. And that might not be as vicious as breaking his arm. That might just be a yeah. little punishment of some kind. Yeah. But none of that is real is it's accept it's not acceptable. You just got to be better than that. Yeah. And th- this guy's just a fucking like he's got anger problems. He never should have had a kid. Obviously, if he can't fucking control his anger like that, no. Um, I think I think it's interesting that the Chiefs moved on from Kareem Hunt so fast, so quickly, and then with with Tyreek Hill, they're waiting for due course. I'm seeing. I am a hundred percent percent convinced, and I have no inside sources on this. <laughs> obviously, <laughs> I believe they were ready to move on for, from Kareem Hunt. Anyway, for whatever reason, yep. it could be the fact that running backs are a dime a dozen and they're yep. not going to pay this guy what he's going to command because he was a beast in the last few you know, years that he's been playing. So I think they were ready to move on from him anyway. This story came to light. They took the virtuous route of saying, you know what, we are better than this. We're going to release him. But now they have a talent that is harder to replace in Tyreek Hill and they need to, they want to let Due process take yes. its course yes. because it, this is a harder talent to replace than Kareem Hunt. Yeah, and like I said, I have no reason to believe that other than it's just everything I've witnessed. That's what I feel. I think the NFL needs to take it out of the Chiefs' hands. I need. I think they need to ban him for life. I Fuck this guy. Wouldn't bother me at all. Fuck this guy. Like you don't need. You don't need that kind of shit in your league. You really don't. And and the Adrian Peterson thing pisses me off too. But he didn't break a kid's arm. I, I think that's like. I think that's what sets me. Yeah. Sets me like like over the edge with this. I'm like, how about I just don't, I don't fucking get it. Yeah, and I like I don't I don't want a kid getting whipped with a switch or a no, stick or whatever no. either. But and, and but, Peterson tried to say, well, that's that's how I was raised. Right. Yeah, fuck. And maybe that was the the case, and you know, that make, was probably wasn't right either. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't make it okay. But fuck. but breaking someone breaking a, a kid's arm because you're angry at him is there, there's no that's you can't apologize for that either. No, no, like. Oh, you can, man. but it'll take a long time. And, to... and you're exactly right. The Chiefs, it's hard to replace a guy of that talent. And they are one of the teams that could be Super Bowl contenders. And they don't want to miss out on his talent in case he comes back. But I think the NFL should ban him. Well, they were they were well they were they were okay getting rid of twenty percent of their touchdown production. Yeah, they're they're like okay, we'll get rid of uh, we'll get rid of Hunt. Yeah, and we'll be okay with that. We can replace him. Someone else will come in. Yep. Uh, you know we Damian Williams. Damian Williams. Yep. But did now a bang up job. Yep. But now they're like, well, we don't want to give away like forty five or forty eight percent of our <laughs> touchdown production from last season. That's right. With with uh you know the quarterback Tyre. that we have. Yeah, exactly. And I, I'd like to say that uh, Mahomes has been been the revealed as the cover boy for Madden. Uh, the curse isn't on him; it's the curse is going against his weapons. So there you go. Well, it hasn't even happened to him yet. It's still there's still lots of time. This yeah. could go completely in the gutter for the Chiefs. Oh, man. Went um, from one of the top teams in the league to who knows what. Yep. Um, but yeah, I get the hill out of the league. Fuck that guy. Just fuck him. I that that's how that's all I gotta say. Just fuck him. I'm not gonna offend his actions. That's garbage. Yep. So Vladdy Jr. Uh, debuted. He's which here. We, he's here. Finally here. He got here. Um, 
which we talked about on last podcast, but uh, he has played now, what is it, five games? Yes. Yes, five games. Uh, He's gone three for 14, 214 average, 353 on-base percentage, and a 639 OPS. Yeah. Uh, No home runs, no RBIs. Um, It looks like he's pressing a little bit. You know, he's excited to be up. He's Yeah, at this point, I think he is now. I think, like, he would love to get a home run right off the bat to get that out of the way. Yeah. He had some good at-bats in the Oakland series. They swept that series in the first game. Three games he played against Oakland, they swept the series. He had a good double to right field at one point in one of the games. The game right after that, he had a nice hit to center field. So he is hitting the ball, but he's he's not. He hasn't squared one up and uh, hit it over the fence. Although he was close in the first Oakland game, the yep. first game he played actually he was really close to getting yep. a home run. Um, it's just great to see. It's great to see this franchise actually call up and allow talent to be there. You know, yes. where the last couple of years, they're like, they're trading away all assets and everything. Um, it was, uh, he rolled up to the game in an expo, his, his dad's expo. Yeah, that was, was pretty that cool. That was cool. Um, <clears throat> Vladdy Guerrero made a post on Instagram uh, about Vladdy Guerrero Jr. And it was actually really touching, really sweet. It was, yeah. Um, that, that picture of him. Uh, on the field in yeah. Expo Montreal Stadium there. That was Vladdy Jr., a chubby little kid. He was kid, a chubby hey? little kid. <laughs> Holy shit, that's all I kept on thinking. Like, that's what that kid, dude. He reminds me, you were talking about this before, he reminds me a lot of, uh, both of us, a lot of Prince Fielder, yeah. who also, his dad, Cecil Fielder, was also a yeah, major league that, player as well, right. too. Uh, but we're hoping he turns more into a Miggy Cabrera than a Prince Fielder. As far as Prince we, was good, but he just got hurt. As uh, far as people with similar bodies, I really hope it's a Miguel Cabrera. Yes. And not, <clears> as and, opposed to a Prince Fielder. Or a Pablo Sandoval. Is, is that was one. the worst one. The panda. I, yeah. For God's sakes, Vladdy, don't be liking Instagram posts by chicks with big asses <laughs> on the toilet in the middle of a game. What else are you going to do it, Mike? <laughs> what else? After the game. <laughs> Actually, I shouldn't... Vladdy's already... There's some post out there that Vladdy has liked with some big bootied women. So, I'm not blaming the guy for that. But just don't do it when you're on the toilet in the middle of the game. Don't do it in the middle of the game? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. And then Pablo with his belt exploding on that one at bat. Of all players to have a belt explode (laughs) from a swing, just for it to be him was just so disgraceful. And, and it was unfortunate. It was an unfortunate scene for him. Oh, the guy man. was such a good player, and then he went to Boston and just turned into garbage. Yes, he did. And in Boston, with all their money, they were just able to be like, they okay, buried we, him. We, we'll bury you in the miners. Don't worry about it. You're, but you're he done. was so good with San Francisco. Like, gold glove caliber third base. He was hitting yep. for average, hitting for power, clutch hitting. He was the panda bite bear. He had, yep. a, like, this cult following. And then he went to Boston and just fell off the earth. Yep. Um... But yeah, they've gone. They won the the three against the Athletics. Did they win last night against the Angels? No, they did not. They did not. Yeah, no. and they're up one nothing tonight. They were down um, one nothing last time we checked. Were they not? No, I thought. Oh yeah, they were down one nothing. Yeah. You're right. Uh, now we're watching the Nuggets and Trailblazers game. Uh, I think this is going to be a good series overall. Denver's leading right now, but I think it's going to be good. Uh, what else came out uh, MLB wise was that um, reports came out today that the Jays are looking to trade Aaron Sanchez, Marcus Stroman, and Justin Smoke. I might what are have your thoughts. I might have known that this was true, but I hate the timing of this. And I, I don't know who put. The, I read it on the score. I don't know if they were the ones that broke it. Yeah. But I just hate the timing of this because it takes. There's momentum going into this season right now. Yep. There was momentum after sweeping the A's. There was momentum going into the Angels series. And I don't know if it's the management just knows better than us and they know that this team isn't going to be there in the end. But I hate that the momentum has been taken, the wind's been taken out of the sails with this story coming out right now. Because it makes it seem like no matter what happens going forward in the next few weeks that these guys are getting traded. Even if the team does good. Even if the team competes. I I would wholeheartedly agree with that. I I was... um... The timing of it seems so very weird. To it was me. a kick in the gut of yeah, fat, Jays why, fans. Why wouldn't you just like whoever the source was that that they're talking to? Like, why wouldn't? And it was a Jays source too. Like, it wasn't like a rival executive. Yeah, it was a Jays source. Why wouldn't like don't say a goddamn thing? And then because Marcus Stroman uh, has been known to read his media clippings, so he's gonna be all pissed off. Of why wouldn't you like? Say nothing and let him keep on playing well. And then, if if that's your plan, 
wouldn't that drive up the value even more if he's playing well and then you can get more of a return? I now, yeah. now you're liable to fuck it up, and and he might he might start scuffling. I don't understand how making it public is an advantage to the Jays. Yeah, if that is someone from the Jays knowingly wanting to make that public, I don't understand how that's an advantage to you. You can talk to these teams without making it public and say, "Hey, these guys are available. Watch them. You know, rate them, see what you think, and make me an offer." Yeah, yeah. Um, Justin Smoke, though, I agree with. He's he's in his thirties. Um, you're gonna I, have I to don't disagree on. with any of them. I disagree no. with the fact the story came out. But I'm I'm curious as to why they don't think they can go forward with Stroman and Sanchez, though. Aren't they like age wise in their? They're similar. They would be a veteran when when Vladdy is supposedly entering his prime. But they could be a young veteran. I mean, it almost sounds like they don't believe in these guys more than anything. Like Stroman and uh, I'm gonna search it here, but I think. Stroman and Sanchez, like I'm not even. I, I thought they were like 24, 25, or I'm, no, they're in that range. Yeah, they're both in that range. They're both in that range, and they're actually off to like Stroman specifically is off to a really good start. He hasn't allowed a home run. Yeah, uh, he's he's pitching quite well. Sanchez has been pitching okay, but he still has the finger issue that people are constantly worried about, and I I understand it. It seems like every time he pitches, he's looking at his finger, and it's you, you're just so, wondering when he's going to get taken out of the game. Yeah, and um. It's just, I'm just curious as to why they think they need to move on from them now. Now, I guess that um, uh, Strowman would be a free agent at the end of the year. Okay. So, that could be why. So, Strowman is 28 and Aaron Sanchez is 26. Okay. I guess Strowman makes sense because by the time, so Vladdy, what is his prime? Probably when he's 24, 25, you would think. Yeah. So, so then Strowman (coughs) would be 32, 33. Right. That's a little old. I get that. But Sanchez would only be 30-31. Like, wouldn't that be nice to have a pitcher yeah. that knows what's going on? But Well, I guess, here's the thing. I thought they were closer to 25. So now that I see that, I understand why they might be considering moving on. But the way San- the, the way Stroman pitches, he's he's kind of a guy like, this, this would be a high compliment, so I don't mean this specifically, but he's kind of like a Greg Maddox in the sense that he's a, a shorter guy who cuts the ball in, he cuts the ball out. He relies more on movement and spin than velocity. Then, yeah, yeah. So I think he could pitch later into his career. And Sanchez, to only be in his early 30s, that wouldn't be out of the range of a time where he can compete. Yeah, as long as he figures out his finger stuff. Yeah, which um, who knows if he can. Um, I just hope that when they trade him, they get some, de- like some good assets back because these are good young pitchers. But if this story is coming out, that's not helping you to trade these guys. Yes, you're that's not That's making it harder to trade these guys. Also, in Strowman's case, you trade him to the NL. Because he's going to be that guy. He's massive chip on the shoulder yes. guy. Yes, and if you have to fate, like if he goes to the Yankees, let's say. He will want to crush you every he time. He will crush you. Because yeah. he'll get up for every single game and he'll be the he'll be a J-killer. Yeah. You trade him to the National League where you don't see him. Yeah, and then Aaron Sanchez with his finger maybe trade him to Boston or Baltimore <laughs> or something. Oh, man. Get him out of the game in the fourth inning for the next three years. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that that's interesting. Like, I think you're right. We all kind of assumed this was going to happen. It's just the timing of it's weird, especially after they've won... Uh, they, like I thought they were seven and three in their last ten or something like that. And it's like that's I was weird. I was so pessimistic about this team to begin the season, and then I watched the first few games, and I'm like I'm, I'm like I'm enjoying it. Vladdy's here now. Freddie Galvez has been fun to watch. I don't mind their outfield. I like that they're playing these new guys. Uh, there's going to be a learning curve. I think Socrates Brito has been playing a lot. He's struck struck out most of his at bats, I believe. <laughs> but I, I don't mind that they're they're infusing some youth into this team they're euthanizing it and uh i like that euthanizing it <laughs> it sounds like 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 you're, you're killing it that's a michael uh, michael scott line from uh, the office he says we're gonna get some young people in this office we're gonna euthanize it <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's so michael scott that is amazing that is amazing oh man Alright, in the NHL, we're about halfway through the second round. Uh, Carolina won tonight 5-2. to two. Those bunch of jerks are up 3 nothing on the Islanders. 
Why do I have to start coughing as soon as you freaking turn on the sound? <laughs> Excuse me. Um, I was uh, saying to Mike off air that uh, if there's any justice in this world and Carolina wins the cup, Don Cherry and Brian Burke have to be the ones to hand them the cup and the con spite. Yeah, your exact words were if the NHL has a sense of humor at all, they would do that. And yes. I, I think that would be the most beautiful thing it in the world. It would be so funny, but the NHL is just not cool enough to let that no, happen. No, they wouldn't. No, that's um, This is the first uh, game, like high-scoring game this one tonight where the other two were, were low-scoring uh, one nothing, and I think two one. Both goalies playing out of out of their minds. Uh, I think uh, the first game was an OT. Um, that was last week when we did Car- the podcast. Yeah, Carolina just seems like they're they, the Cinderella team. Well, they almost seem like they did. Was was their other run in 06 against the Oilers when they went to the final? Yep. They, they almost seem like that team, and I know it's not the same type of team, the same dynamic, but it almost seems like that type of story yes. where they can just do it. Yep. And it's so strange because when this season started, I thought this team was was going to be ruined. I thought they were going to be in shambles because I thought Dundon was going to. I didn't know what he was doing. I didn't understand it. He's low balling GMs on on offers when he tries to hire a GM. The league basically just says you're you're going to get. Waddell, he's your GM. Just hire him, and we'll be yep. okay with that. Pay him whatever, and we'll be okay with him. So it was really odd. It seemed like he wasn't gonna do the best. What was in the best interest of that franchise? Uh, traded away Jeff Skinner, uh, a couple other guys. But yep. but it turns out they're having a really nice run. They finally got goaltending. They do, and uh, they they were they were a young team, and maybe Brenda Moore spoke better to them. Right, and, and 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 I think I agree with that, and I also think they were an under the radar analytics team. I think yes. their, their possession numbers were always very good. They were analytics darlings, right. for two straight years under Bill Peters. Right, like, like they kept on saying this team should be better than what it is. They possess the puck. They do everything you're supposed to to be winning games, but they weren't getting goaltending. Yeah, that was that was their their downfall. Um, and that seems to have played out to be true. Yeah, and now they got goaltending this year, and. From from fucking Curtis McElhaney and Peter Mrazek. What the fuck? Mrazek was not a highly sought after guy after Detroit. And I mean he had a he, he was highly touted coming from the Czech Republic at the out of his younger years, but after the stint in Detroit he wasn't highly touted. They they the Hurricanes signed Chris Darling the year before. That Scott was, Darling. Scott Darling, pardon yeah. me, thank you. That was supposed to be their big guy, and the Flames were going for him, too, at that yeah. same time. He ended up not working out at all. Well, he had, he, what does he have, substance abuse problems, I think? Oh, did he? I didn't even I, hear yeah, about I that. Yeah, I think he had substance well, abuse problems. So. That's the reason. Demons. Got him. Um, Good for Robin Leonard from getting away from that, too, because he had the similar issues. And yes. He's really kind of rejuvenated his career. Oh, he's had a hell of a year. He's yeah. had a hell of a year. I think he's up for the Vezina this year, which is well well deserved. Yeah, awesome. Uh, Columbus is leading the Bruins 2-1. to one. I'm uh, so happy to see that. Just because of the way Columbus went all in at the end of the yeah, season, yeah. I'm really happy to see them going. Well, that's the 7-8 and eight seed, too, yep. with, like, that are leading. Uh, <clears throat> but the big news out of that series is Brad Marchand is being a... I think, oh. uh, I, think I heard Pat Steinberg on our local radio uh, say it best, a smarmy? Smarmy. Swarmy, smarmy, yeah. kind of guy. He you is. Know? Oh, that was so... And it, it, that's the thing. He might... Did, he's not. He might not get suspended for it. He did not. He did they, not. They, yeah. You know, uh, Batman came out and said there should have been a penalty on the ice. Yeah. But uh, it wasn't suspension or even fine worthy. But the thing I think is the thought. It's not even a thought process, but the the what goes into that is just so devious. It's just the guy's not looking at you. You almost think you're going to get away with it, but at the same time, you know everybody's watching. So it's, he checked. He checked to see yeah. if the refs were watching. You could see him like look around, yeah. and then give him the bop. And I was just like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, but do you not know there's cameras everywhere? Yeah. Like the cameras will catch you. Like oh this is going to play out into the following games. Oh, I just and I love the guy as a player. I actually really like the player Brad Marchand, and I hate him as an individual. Yeah, I I hate the fact that he licks guys. <laughs> like that drives me crazy. I don't know what would possess someone to lick a guy. Yeah, what 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 in your head are you like? This is gonna be good. I'll do this. This will get him. Oh, like okay, that doesn't do anything to anybody. And you know he you know he he fights guys, but he doesn't pick his like he picks his fights with guys he thinks he can beat. I just it's frustrating. I will say I, I loved him uh, uh, using the Sedins as one of the Sedins as a punching bag in 2011. 
That didn't bother me. That didn't bother me at the time. That was hilarious. So, and I love the Sedins now after they're retired and everything. Yeah, I love them too. After they stopped killing the flames, yeah, but they destroyed the flames so much. I like Brad punching them a few times. Um, in Stars Blues, the Blues are up two to one in the series, but they're losing tonight four to one to the Stars. Um, to be honest, I haven't seen much of this series. I haven't watched the. I haven't watched much. The parts I've m- watched, it's been just a, just a grind. Like there is, everyone is taking every inch of ice away. Yeah, and it's just a tough struggle. You know, this feels like like one of those series that we watched in the like from two thousand to two thousand nine. Like th- this, this is what the series feels like. Yeah, I've watched more of the Colorado San Jose series because that's been more. High tempo hockey, which I yeah. prefer to watch. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm surprised Nathan McKinnon only has five goals this playoffs. It, it feels like he scored a bunch against it, the Flames. Yeah, it feels like he scored thirty against them. Yeah, the way the, the way the series went, like yeah. Um, so going to that series. What series is that? Is that two one now? Yeah, uh, San Jose's up two one yeah. in that series. Um, I think San Jose to me is the sentimental favorite because I would love to see Joe Thornton get get a cup. Like how I would actually like to see that too, and I'm a big fan of Logan Couture. I like Carlson. Yep. Uh, the only alternative is I picked uh, Colorado in our you, pool, so I would like them you, to win. Yeah, for you that went, you went all underdogs though. You're... I did win all underdogs, but it's it's not it's kind of half and half so far. We'll see how it pans out. Um, not much in that series. Uh, San Jose uh, is understanding how to check McKinnon. Like they're they're locking him down a little bit better than the or yeah. a lot better than what the Flames were doing. Logan Couture is a better player than anybody yeah. in the world probably and, knows. I think. Well, he's uh, is he in since 2010? He's second in goals in the playoffs. I did not know that, Ovechkin's but I totally got, believe it. Ovechkin's got 50, and Logan Couture's got 43. There you go. Um, and then first in that time, or or at least not not or in at least career playoff points of active leaders, Crosby's the career leader. Um, and then it's and then it's I think pa- I want to see Patrick Kane, then Malkin, then Ovechkin, and then fifth is Logan Couture, which is crazy because you just don't think of San like San Jose is always in the playoffs, and it, it makes sense, but yeah. at the same time you don't think of that. But but also where most of the people are thinking and writing about this, they don't see that guy. No, like people in New York aren't watching a game that starts at eleven o'clock. They're well, t- eleven o'clock p.m. What they're they're supposed to be though because they're, they're supposed to be, but they're, they're not. Writers, they are not. Um. So yeah, next week I guess when we when we reconvene, it'll probably we'll probably have some series that are done, and uh, we'll be getting into the conference finals and. Um, yeah, I got nothing else for NHL. Uh, the one thing that I heard that they may be bringing up at the Border Governors meeting is uh, looking to review major penalties to see if it's actually a major. Um, and this is all because of the Joe Pavelski at the end of uh, right. Game 7 there. Right. Please no. Like, the NHL can't do reviews properly. They've never been able to do it. I, I, Anytime they bring yeah. in a review, it's the dumbest shit. You you remember the skate in the crease shit? You remember you remember that, right? <laughs> Very well. Right? And then Brett Hall fucking scores the winner and his foot is clearly in the crease and they just let it slide because everyone was on the ice and they're oh. like, Well, what are we gonna do now? No, this is yeah, this is a whole other topic you know, for sure. But you're right. The the reason that happened is because all the media stormed onto the ice. Yeah. They couldn't they couldn't stop it and reverse the whole freaking thing, even though the way that rule had been called the whole year is that if your foot's in the crease like that, that, that is, is a no goal. No goal. It didn't matter. Buffalo I, Buffalo, Buffalo got, fans are l- losing their shit over that. Yeah. Rhett Warner is a local Calgarian. He loses sleep over that. Yeah, um, I know we had a we had a uh, uh, in 04, the goal that was in, but there there wasn't video footage, or if you see it, it's very grainy. The Buffalo uh, one's worse. The Buffalo one that's is way worse. Clearest fucking day. That's way worse. And they still fucked it up. Yeah, uh, and then even coming to today stuff, offside still like. When they talk about offsides and they review that, I don't fucking know what the hell they're talking about with the skate on the ice, skate off the ice. I don't fucking know. Here's the thing. I think, here's, get rid of the offside review. Maybe if you want to do the major penalty review, do that and get rid of the offside review. If you're worried about reviewing too many things, get rid of the offside one and just, just, I mean, I I like things to be right. So I do want them to review it and get it right. But I I was commenting. Do you you want games to be four hours? Because that's what's going to happen. Because no, I don't want games to be four hours, but I want them to be right. So if they're right and they're four hours, 
as opposed to three and a half hours and wrong, I would rather wait. The, th- the problem that, that I, I keep on thinking about is that what's going to happen is that you're going to open up Pandora's box. That was a very nice lady behind the stairs bench. I s- <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying? <laughs> wow. <laughs> All Why right. do they they always find those seats? I know, like it's it's like it's like they go to sit in the second level. Like, oh no no, we're gonna need you behind the bench, honey. Uh, I can't even remember what I was talking about. Are we are we what are we doing? Are we doing a podcast right now? <laughs> um, Jesus Christ, what was I talking about? Oh, so what's gonna ha- what I what I worry is gonna happen is they're gonna bring in this major one where they they can review that, but it'll open up Pandora's box where they'll go like, well. Something will happen, and there will be a high stick, and it'll be missed, or or it'll be it'll be a penalty, and, and it'll be a four minute. It'll change a playoff game, and then you look at the replay, and it was actually his, his own stick or his his own players or his yeah. own teammate's stick. Yeah. And then we're gonna be like, well, we're gonna have to review penalties that draw blood, right? And then and then and then it's gonna and it's gonna roll, and eventually they're gonna be reviewing every fucking thing. Yeah. And these games are gonna take forever, and the problem is. The games need to get faster. Baseball's having this huge problem because their games are so slow paced. They're not they're not appealing to the 18 to 35 demographic. Mm-hmm. E- even though we're a, p- a part of that demographic, but we're on the the old end. We're the older side for right? sure. So we love baseball, but the 18, 19, 20-year-olds, they don't give a shit. Like it it's it's a slow-moving game and they're like it's they feel like it's boring and they're looking at ways to speed up the game, and I fear with you add more replay, you're gonna you're gonna be slowing down the fastest game uh, in sports. Right? Okay. Why would you want to do that? So here's my question: How about if this is an, how about if this whole thing is a transition into speeding up the game? Because what would be the quickest way to keep track of the entire game? Would it not be once the technology is there to have computers keep track of everything? Like sensors? Yes. Like you like and and I don't know the technology, but you look at what they're doing in tennis. Like they're doing they're doing in and out calls in tennis with computer graphics. Yeah. The the pitch tracker in baseball is getting more and more accurate every day. And I'm not talking about right now, but it's not a stretch to say in the next ten to fifteen years. Uh, probably before that i don't know what i'm talking about but it's probably before that the technology will be there to have all the calls made with sensors computers and technology yeah, that's true. you know if it if it if they can do it and the game stays the same like length of time that it takes i think it would it, shorten it would shorten, shorten that's even better yes but i'm worried that the nhl is going to screw it up because they have for yeah. another and the other one too goalie interference that's a fucking crapshoot because yeah. that is so subjective just like every other call is, and you watch the replay, and half the fans are like that's not goalie interference. The other half are it is goalie interference. No, I'm, I'm sick of these leagues with the, with the calls like that. That was the I mean the one shining light on the AAFL or whatever the hell that league was that was only here for eight <laughs> weeks or whatever. Yeah. The, the the funny the cool thing about them is when they were doing a video review, they had the ref that was making the video review. It wasn't a ref necessarily; it was a league executive or whatever. They were explaining on camera why they were making the call they were making. Yeah. So at least there's some transparency there i wonder if another thing they could do is is you know how the nfl has the the eye in the sky guy that that yeah. will radio down in the last two minutes yeah. to the ref what about instead of having challenges that you have that guy and, and i'm okay and, with that and every, for sure in every arena and he like presses a button lets the ref know hey and, and he's got like a window he's got like a 10 second window as the guy's skating to the penalty box or something yeah. okay and be that. like oh no 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 you gotta take a look at this you know, yeah. or he makes the call instead of having the ref come over. He just he's, he buzzes and says, "Wait, it was wrong. You got to give the penalty to this guy, or it's, or it's this." You know, instead of the ref having to sit there and look at their dinky little iPads and I, I take forever. I'm totally fine with that. I don't. The thing is, I don't want the games to take longer, but I want the calls to be right. And I believe the technology is getting close that they can make the right calls. And, and it's not just going to be an instant transition to all computers. But the technology is there. Where if they're using it as a rule in tennis, they can figure it out in other sports. It's interesting sports. that we're demanding perfection from a a 
from sports where it, it's played by humans that are imperfect. It's kind of funny how that is. Right? But I don't expect perfection from the people playing the sport. I, no, but I, you, I would but you like, expect it from the refs, though. I would right? enjoy it from the refs because right? because then that's the true indicator of who's performing better, right? Yeah, that's true, but it's it's tough. It's oh, I, I totally agree, and, and it's, it's not something that you figure out overnight. They still haven't shown that Dallas girl again. Like I'm kind of disappointed here. <laughs> Get back to the bench. Thank God. I what can't, are we doing? Yeah, I don't, I don't, have, don't have enough brain energy to remember <laughs> what I was talking about again. <laughs> All right, in the NBA, we got uh, the Warriors are up on the Rockets 2 to nothing. Yeah. Um... James Harden got elbowed in the face by Draymond Green last night and was that. all upset. Uh, did you see all the shit about the ref that was refing it? So what about the individual ref? Because I've heard a lot about the you know the kicking the feet out, the landing area, and all this stuff. So what are you talking about specifically? So with the ref? I I guess this ref hasn't refed a Houston game since February, but he does like out of all the refs, they got all these stats that show he calls the least amount of fouls for the Rockets to get them to the line. And the most for Golden State. For Golden State. And he hasn't refed a Houston game since earlier in the year. Yeah, yeah. And Why? he was. And he Why was, would the NBA do that? And he was refereeing Game Two. And Why would the NBA do that? And the Houston Rockets actually put together a report. I heard about that. Of of that the Golden State Warriors they feel are getting preferential treatment by the refs. And this is something they started in last year's playoffs, right? This is not a report yeah. they pulled together yeah, no, overnight. This, they've this, been doing this for a while. For a while. They've been they've been collecting all this data to show this. Yeah. And then um somebody I don't know who I, I can't remember who said it, but they they were like uh Houston is like the 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 team that plays street ball that constantly complains about every little thing. Right. And it's like, it, they're like, it, it's ingrained in them and they can't get away from it. That's what they do. That's what so, they're saying about Houston. About Houston. Yeah. yeah Cause they're complaining about golden state. Right. Uh, now, of course the article I read about them landing, cause the, re- the whole thing about landing in, in the shooters spot is yeah. because of Kawhi getting injured. That one playoff, right? right? Uh, Zaza uh, Pachulia. Yeah, he he got in, and then yeah. Kawhi landed on his foot, rolled his ankle, and rolled his ankle, and I think fucked up his calf. Yeah, was out for the series. Changed the changed the entire series. Absolutely. Um, and then they show all these things of the Warriors getting up and then and dropping where Harden's were supposed mm-hmm. to come down, and it's this whole thing. Yeah. But then some people don't like Harden because they feel like he's a foul. Well, he's also manipulating the yeah, league. That's yeah. the thing. Everyone's trying to manipulate the league. It's yeah. so strange. And and Harden is Harden's flopping like crazy. Oh, I, I, I I like the guy. I like his talent. He's flopping like crazy. Steph Curry waved his hand by his face the other day. And he did a, he almost did a second take, like, oh, maybe I'll, maybe I'll fake this one. And then, and then he, and then he thought about it again. He's like, yeah, no, I'm going to. And then he did it. And the ref still called a foul. It was brutal. Yeah. It's so weird. So weird. Um, I don't, everyone, now granted Golden State won both on, on home court. And they, they always say you're never in trouble until you lose on home court. So Houston, you know, they got to win two at home, but they have not looked great against them. And Golden State's taking it to a different level. It seemed like Kevin Durant was a little insulted in the, that opening series against the Clippers. Yes. And he's decided that he's going to be the MVP that he yeah. can be. Yeah, he's just going to take him to the finals and I, probably win. I think and it was, then, fi- and then, was it 50 points in the first game or the second game? I can't even remember, but whatever. Yeah. And, uh, and, then he, and then he's probably just going to go to New York and cash some checks. Yeah. Um, the next series in the West, we got... Denver against Portland, and the series is tied at one. Portland won tonight, ninety-seven to ninety. Um, I can see this one going to six. This or, was going six seven. or seven. Yeah, this one's going seven. And I can't uh, wait to watch it. It'll be they, awesome finish. These two teams they play different styles, but they they could contra- they contrast each other very well. But it, it it's going to be one of those things where. They're going to go back and forth. It's yeah. going to be McCallum and Lillard against Gary Harris and, and Murray. And yeah, and and then Jokic is like the the kind of the yeah. the ace in the hole here, he where he can because, do so much of everything. He just can or can't guard him. No, he can't. Um, so we watched a little bit of that tonight. Uh, in the East, the Bucks and Celtics are tied at ones. 
Um, How confident were Boston after that oh first game? Oh my How god! How confident were Boston fans after that first game? I'm pretty sure they were walking like Vince McMahon. Oh, they were swaggering all over oh the place. Oh my god! And then the Bucks are like, like even Giannis was like, like we're not going to change a thing. Yeah. You know, we're just going to come out and play our game, and yeah. and we'll see what goes. And then they won. Chris, so Chris Middleton really stepped up in game two. There, he had a fantastic game shooting threes. Yeah. That. Uh, Kyrie Irving was talked about a lot after the first game, and I think he does deserve to be talked about as far as a really clutch playoff performer. You and I were talking about that. Uh, there was a great moving chart on Twitter. It was like a GIF, and it showed uh, regular season shooting percentage of, let's just say, the top 15 players in the yeah. league. Yeah. And, then, and Steph Curry was at the top. Yeah, and Steph Curry was at the top. And then it showed what happened to those shooting percentages once the playoffs start. And almost everybody... Regressed. Regressed. Except Kawhi. Except, well, except uh, there was a few p- players. Some stayed the same. Almost everyone regressed, and then some stayed the same. Chris Paul stayed the same. Paul George stayed relatively the same. Uh, and then two players that I noticed went up. Kawhi Leonard went up substantially, and Draymond Green went up substantially. Really? Okay. Draymond Green wasn't very high to begin with, so he just went up a little bit yeah. to be a better player. But it shows that both are elevating their game. Yeah. But on that chart, everyone was regressing, and Kawhi was going up. He was going against the curve. It was yeah. so. It, it's just such a cool visual to the see. The one thing I noticed in that chart too was how bad Russell Wells, Russell Westbrook's shooting went to the playoffs. Yeah, like his would just tank, and yeah. he's never been a good shooter. Yeah. Um. And that, you know, and you, you know who went down the worst? It's early in his career, but Joel, Joel Embiid went down big time. Oh, okay. And, and so in his first two seasons or three seasons, I believe it's two actually, uh, he hasn't been good in the playoffs. Uh, and so we'll move on to that. We got the Sixers and the Raptors. They're tied at ones. The Raptors won Game One. Um, everyone was jacked up, and then the 76ers made made adjustments. Yeah. Um, they had Joel Embiid actually guarding Siakam because mm-hmm. uh, he was not in Game One, and that kind of negated what Siakam was doing. Right. And uh, the rest of the the cast, Danny Green, uh, Kyle Lowry, did not shoot well in Game Two. Yeah. Uh, Kawhi played. Out of this world, but you can only do so much as one guy. Yeah, Kawhi played out of the world. Uh, Danny Green specifically had a bad night shooting, and he was, was he not one for nine or something like that. Yeah, he was one for five at one point. I think in the end he ended up like one for nine. You know, and he he spoke about it. He said, you know, sometimes that happens. It's terrible that it's happening right now in the playoffs, but it, it's not going to deter his his confidence, and it shouldn't because he's been. He's, he's been shooting lights out, I think, the best percentage of his career all season long. So I, I think he should have the confidence. I think he'll get it back. He was missing just some open ones. That yep. that one play... Shooters need to shoot. Do you remember at the end of the game, basically, where Kyle Lowry... It's it's debatable what he tried to do here because he had it... Oh. <laughs> you, you know what I'm talking yes, about. Where, when, he, where he put it through the guy's leg, where Ben Simmons' legs? It was it was Tobias Harris. Oh, sorry. And it was... And it was it looked, it was debatable whether he tried to actually put it between his legs or whether he lost the handle on a crossover. Yeah. And I've watched it so many times that I'm not sure. But if he tried to put it between his legs there, that's a brutal call. Thank God he got it back. Thank God he got it to Kawhi, who then got it to Danny Green, who had an open shot, which he makes 50% of the time, it feels like. Yeah. But he missed this one. I mean, but if, if, if Kyle was actually thinking about doing that at that point, point in time, that's a terrible play. I'm not convinced he was. I think he just lost the handle on a crossover. Yeah, I I watched it. I watched it a bunch of times, and I could not. I couldn't. No, I couldn't tell what he was trying to do there. You know, and people was... people love to hate on Kyle Lowry, but I'm not willing to say he was trying to do the old. Uh, someone called it on Twitter the nutmeg. The nutmeg. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you pull that out in the playoffs. I just well, know. just not at that point in the game. Maybe no. early in the game, go for it, but not at that yeah, point. Exactly. Exactly. Um... I would think, uh, at least up up in Canada here, everyone's really talking about the Raptors with all the Canadian teams out of the pl- out of the NHL playoffs. They're still not doing it on Calgary Radio as much as I would like. Yeah, I gotta they're admit. never going. It, to. It's nice they brought uh, they brought da- uh, Grange in, so they're doing they're doing uh, oh, yeah, but that, that Mike, be, Michael Grange. That it, must be on the Klein Nine. That's the nine o'clock Klein Hour because yeah. you wouldn't want to do that with the big guys. No, no, no. It'll scare your fan base off. Yeah, apparently. yeah. Well, that would leave less time to talk about food. Yeah, well, hey, I love the food talk. But don't, <laughs> don't, don't cut the food talk. I love that as much as you anything. You can actually stop talking about sports for a little bit. That'd be okay. But, I mean, the Flames are out, so you're not going to talk about the Flames right now. So you might as well talk about something. they are talking about the Flames. Well, of course they are. But so you, might as, you might as well talk about something that's interesting to Canadians. We actually like basketball in Calgary. I know that's a surprise. It's, it, yes. 
Uh, St. Louis just scored, so it's 4-2, but it's about six minutes left. I think Dallas is probably going to... Tie the series. Tie the series. Let's up. go. Uh, so that has been our episode this week. Join us next week uh, for another one. Hit us up at, at Sporty Rants or on Facebook at Ocom on Sports if you want us to chat about anything uh, or tell us about how great we are. We we'll, we'll, we like to hear that, too. And it helps if we hear how shitty we are, too, because that yes, keeps we, us grounded. Yes, grounded, and, and we might want to improve. I won't guarantee nothing, but we might improve. Have a good night, everybody. See you next week.